how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to Creative Principles. I am your host, Brock Swinson. Now, normally this is where I interview amazing writers, screenwriters, authors, creatives, musicians, all types. But over the next 15 or 16 episodes, we're doing something very special and actually giving away my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, the full audiobook over these next several episodes. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We will be back to interviews very soon. But this is part of my mission this year to give away 100,000 copies of my book. So if you haven't already grabbed your copy, go over to brockswinson.com. You'll see a link to the PDF. That's a digital download and audiobook, which you're about to listen to here. You'll also see at brockswinson.com access to things like the free 30-day prolific writing challenge and also some other challenges built around writing, such as the Upwork Unfair Advantage, which will teach you how to be a six-figure freelancer. You can also find courses such as how to write a nonfiction book in 12 weeks and some upcoming screenwriting and TV writing courses as well, along with my brand new one-on-one mentorship, Storyteller Launchpad. All that's over at brockswinson.com, but now let's jump into Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. In this book, which I wrote around episode 250 of the podcast, across these episodes, you'll learn things like how to annihilate a writer's block by embracing the playful trickster mentality or how to weaponize your anxiety with the different is better approach, how to defend your time with the calendar anorexia mindset, what it means to create ruthless prioritization and use the urgent versus important system, and probably most importantly, how to avoid self-sabotage. It's all on the pages of Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. And make sure to join my email list to learn about my upcoming book, The Self-Reliant Artist. All that's over at brockswinson.com. Chapter 8. Deep Preparation An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Benjamin Franklin The only way to really make anything worth a damn is to spend a great deal of time doing it. Not just time writing, of course, but time researching, time thinking, time lost in thought, time away from the work, and even time specifically not writing. All in an effort to just make something worth reading, worth sharing, and worth continuing to read. This isn't a revelation. Maybe it's even a disappointment. But it's a simple reality any way you look at it. If you seek the attention of readers, you need to properly prepare the work. You want these readers' attention, and maybe they want to give it to you. But like any first impression, you have to show up with everything you've got. Great writing takes a great deal of time, and you have to sludge through a great deal of junk to find something remarkable. But before embarking on such an expedition, it's vital to understand the importance of deep preparation. Paul Levesque, better known as Triple H among the professional wrestling community, once went to see his friend, boxer Floyd Mayweather, who was preparing for a big fight against Juan Manuel Marquez. According to Levesque, Mayweather told him to stop by before the fight, but while walking backstage with his wife, he became hesitant to disrupt the fighter's mental state before the match. 
All right, Manny told the boxer, we're going to get out of your hair and head back. Mayweather replied, Manny, you don't got to take off. You can sit down. I'm enjoying the conversation. Still worried he was disrupting the boxer's process, Levesque once again insisted on getting out of his way. The boxer clarified, Why would I be wound up? I'm either ready or I'm not. Worrying about it right now ain't going to change a damn thing, right? Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I've either done everything I can do to be ready for this or I'm not. Mayweather has a record of 49-0 with 26 knockouts. Apparently nothing winds him up. This type of mental state only comes from deep preparation. As writers, making your work bulletproof means building strong bones. Remember how your favorite movie unveiled a perfectly executed cliffhanger? Strong bones. Remember how your favorite novel displayed hidden clues in plain sight? Strong bones. Remember the tenth time you watched your favorite show and saw something you never noticed before? Strong bones. Make sure the bones are strong, says creative Jeffrey Addis. Make sure you can bend those bones, jump on them, and rearrange them so they don't break, because that will carry you through everything. We can change the nose or swap out the eye, he says, referring to the creatures that live within Jim Henson's Dark Crystal series. How a character gets from point A to point B can change, but we know why they have to get to point B, because of what that means emotionally. That's the bones, that's the arc, that's the story. Through preparation, you can build something wherein the finished product may even feel beyond your capabilities. You just need the intention to do so, and then you have to put in the work. Iconic advertiser David Ogilvy said, When I write an advertisement, I don't want you to tell me that you find it creative. I want you to find it so interesting that you buy the product. When Akinese spoke, they said how well he spoke, but when Dimothene spoke, they said, Let us march against Philip. Ogilvy would tell you that your message is everything. Your message is what makes the work worth reading. It's what validates seeking someone else's attention. It's what connects one sentence to the next one. It doesn't just make people buy stuff. It makes them join tribes, start revolutions, and change their lives for the greater good. But where do you begin? To start, focus on the central dilemma. What's the central dilemma you're writing about? Asked Blake Masters, screenwriter of the Denzel Washington Mark Wahlberg film Two Guns. You don't go from details in. Start with their opinion and then decide what that would look like. All of a sudden, you have characters where the details aren't extraneous ornaments on a Christmas tree. They are the tree. In Blake's specific example, he said Washington's character would do whatever it takes to get the job done, meaning he's somewhat ruthless. While Wahlberg's character had a set of strict morals, meaning he's somewhat innocent. This simple dynamic not only defined the characters, but created all of the humor and action in the film. Through one decision, all other choices fall in line. William Zinzer believes in the central dilemma or focal point of a given location. Your main task as a travel writer is to find the central idea of the place you are dealing with. Ira Levin believes in story elements to create character. Great problems, not clever solutions, make great fiction. Marie Carr believes truth is the only thing that matters. Truth may have become a foggy, fuzzy nether area, but untruth is simple making up events with the intention to deceive. She also says, Truth is not their enemy. It's the banister they grab for when filling around the dark cellar stairs. It's the solution. Truth is what makes a memoir worth reading. She continues, Memoir done right is an art, a made thing. It's not just raw reportage flung splat on the page. From the second you choose one event over another, you're shaping the past meaning. 
For each of these writers, there is one rule that eliminates thousands of choices. Discovering the single rule in your own work comes from deep preparation. This isn't just for writers. It's true for everyone in every occasion. That's all the motorcycle is, a system of concepts worked out in steel, writes Robert Persig in Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. The physical labor is the smallest and easiest part of what the mechanic does. By far the greatest part of his work is careful observation and precise thinking. Careful observation, precise thinking. Anything less is hardly writing, but that doesn't mean you can afford to put unnecessary pressure on yourself. You just need to block out the hours to put in the work. Pressure yourself to sit at your desk, but not to make the bestseller list. Pressure yourself to write your scenes, but not to sell the movie. Pressure yourself to write and write and write, but not to sell and sell and sell. If you focus on the practice, the results will inevitably follow. I'm really big on deep preparation, shares Luke Davies. I don't leave things unexplained, and I don't write short treatments that are four bullet points. I really try to flesh out the story, because when you're writing the script, and you've got the detailed framework, it frees you up more in the creative space to actually write and find exciting discoveries. The harsh truth? If your work is lacking, it's because your preparation was lacking. You aren't your work when it's being judged, but it's your responsibility to bring your absolute best effort to the table every single day. Like an actor going in for an audition, there's a moment when everything you do is your responsibility. That's the draft stage. It's your job to make it better or make it worse before outside opinion from critics or even mentors takes hold of your work and turns it into something else. When you totally own it, it's freeing to hand it over to your readers or your editor or your fans, but you need to feel confident when you pass the reins. You need to deliver your absolute best. Getting hung up on structure or other rules of writing will limit your capabilities. The reader isn't meant to notice the structure. If the reader notices the structure, the work is lacking. Structure is meant to be about as visible as someone's bones, says John McPhee. Write freely. Make it personal. Then revise it to fit whatever rules you need to fit, but again, that's the last step. When you're looking for a story which is firing on all cylinders, an engine that's attractive in its ability to contain a lot of power, observes Ken Burns, the engagement of that will also hold up a mirror to you. Once you fully engage in the work, you can see what works and what doesn't work. We should apply the test of convenience. Does the word fill a real need, asks Theodore Bernstein. If it does, let's give it a franchise. There are many unearned franchises today, to say the least, but being popular isn't everything. At the highest level, meaning how writers are viewed among other writers, your peers will know the truth about your deep preparation. They might not love your style, but they'll know you either did the work or you didn't. Then, when you better learn to prepare, you will inevitably become more prolific and increase the odds of your work reaching a larger audience. What's the point of all this? Writing is a craft, but it's also a system. Without your own unique formula, you will remain a hobbyist rather than a professional. And in that end, any barrier you hit is just a place for your competition to stop. Even when the barrier is that of your mentor or your favorite author, carefully crushing your dreams. No matter how much I want to encourage the man or woman trying for the first time to write seriously, I can't lie and say there are no bad writers, says Stephen King, perhaps the most prolific writer in history. Sorry, but there are lots of bad writers. Some are on staff at your local newspaper. 
usually reviewing little theater productions or pontificating about the local sports teams. Some have scribbled their way to homes in the Caribbean, living a trail of pulsing adverbs, wooden characters, and vile passive voice constructions behind them. If this quote scares you, it's because you have failed to prepare. But worry not, because every day is a new day to put in the work. If you're a serious writer, daily time at the desk is not just an opportunity, but an obligation. The things that make you want to throw in the towel are the exact things that should keep you going. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, anyone could do it. Because it's hard, it's worth all the hours that go into it. You have to bleed for it, says Matson Tomlin. Time only gets wasted if you're looking for an immediate result. I look at my process, and I look at everything I've gone through, and I get why it took all the steps that it took, and I wouldn't give those steps up. Those steps are what will take you from good to great. Those steps are really the only thing that matter. Without taking those steps, you'll never really know how to tame the blank page. The competition to get on the Harvard Lampoon operates exactly like the TV business, the Simpsons writer Mike Reese told me. Students competing are expected to turn in six humorous articles in eight weeks, which teaches you to hit deadlines and be prolific, two fundamental skills in television. Seek deep preparation, hit deadlines, be prolific. When we think back to Mayweather and the moments leading up to the fight, we are forced to think of the reps it took him to become the world's greatest. Luckily, as writers, we can train alone. In the gentle glow of the laptop or by the fluttering hum of a moving keyboard, rather than in the ring with physical blood, sweat, and tears. We have to find a hundred ways to say the same thing, then do it all over again the next day. That's what we signed up for, right? So if you view writing as the opportunity to get punched in the face over and over again, you're not wrong. But you can also not forget to smile through the pain. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. Like boxers, writers must put in the reps. It's your fight to win. It's your title to earn. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.